quality content. <laughs> this one's going to be good. I, I couldn't yeah. believe it. I was like, what the f anyway, whatever. Yeah. I'm just keep it clean. Keep it clean. I'm just a lonely man. That's all. We we can also bleep things out if we need to. So here's the deal. I talked to a guy today about doing a loan from the same realtor that does the those courses downtown for veterans. Yeah. I was talking to this guy today and uh, he's like, Oh, I want to see if I can get a loan. I said, Cool, let's see if we can do it. And he goes, I got a problem that I gotta fix though. And I was like, Well, what's that? And he goes, the catalytic converter in my truck's been stolen like the other day. And I said, wow, you're the second person in a week to tell me that. Both Toyota trucks, by the way. Good thing I bought a Dodge. But uh, he said that, 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 that it just got stolen. And it, it's ironic. They live in the same kind of area in spring, both of these guys. Same truck? Uh, I don't know if it was the same exact truck, but they both drove Toyota Tundras for sure. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Crazy, it's right? Probably, it's probably the same catalytic converter. I mean, those things are like two grand and they got platinum in them. Uh, yeah, he said it was going to cost them every bit of that to get it replaced yep. through insurance. And I was like, I'm going to go low jack my catalytic converter on my Dodge Ram. Give me a minute. Right? Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I mean, those things are, those things are, I mean, they're crazy expensive. For sure. So, how's the day been for you? Super busy. It's a you know typical free day. So, so yeah. if you were that busy, is it a free day or is it a work day? Because a free day means we're drinking beer and hanging out on the beach. Free day to me means a day where I can freely be productive. <laughs> you have those days. Congratulations. I do. Yeah, I do. Congratulations. Yeah, now I mean it's you know it's just days when when I get to like cross things off the list. It's on on class days, like a two hour class usually like takes me probably five hours, a couple hours of prep, a couple hours of wind down, and then like tomorrow we've got three classes back to back to back. Oh yeah, so, so are you getting overtime? Nah, I don't get no overtime. You should for three in a day. Thanks, David. Appreciate that, bud. No, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna get into I'm trying to get us into a, a steady stride and then I'm I'm y'all won't see me for about a week once we get there. <laughs> Are you gonna be hiding in the corner wobbling? I'm, I might <laughs> You're gonna be you're gonna be like dollar signs, dollar Dude, signs. It's, it's so close. I it is I, it is so close. I'm man all this all this uh dms direct consumer business i mean i had to you know my side of that my contribution to that is front running the whole thing so you know i'm setting up all the the marketing for it i'm setting up all the posting back and forth and like i'm connecting everything together so that so that you guys can call these people oh uh, yeah well call them we are and so i got another guy that filled out an application today by the way that that all i did was left a message for and said, if you have any questions, call me back or just follow the link and apply. And then I get an email like, I don't know, 20 minutes ago. Ah, oh, this guy hasn't finished his application yet. I'm like, I didn't even talk to that guy. And he's filling one out. Freaking love it, dude. I do too. It's it's awesome. I love the fact that the class is now almost secondary. The oh, way the, it should be. Yeah, yeah they, they should be starting to do the process and then 
and then learning about it as we're going along. I think that's a great thing. But I think because we're calling everybody to tell them, hey, thanks for signing up and I'm going to send you a link. You can get started beforehand if you would like. Like the education they get after is top notch, but they can yeah. at least get the process started. Like it's It makes the education so much more effective. And I bet you on the, on the back end, it makes our conversion higher. So I'd be interested to see those numbers. Like how many people have we uh, had applications for that took the course after they started their application or how many people went to the class first and then did the application? Yeah. And third metric, how many didn't do either and just decided I just want to buy a house anyway. Right. I mean, there's going to be those too. Yeah. I mean, it, what are you going to do? It's crazy stuff. What are you going to do? So what are we going to call this thing? See, this, this could be a whole idea generation of how we're going to call this thing that we're doing every week now. So there's a podcast that I listen to. It's called uh, the All In Podcast. Well, I guess we can't name it that. That was my idea. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, darn. It's uh, but it's got it's got a bunch of uh, a bunch of like super well known um, tech tech. You know, there's a couple billionaires billionaires in there, and they're like all like super big personalities. So they're all they all have lots and lots of Twitter followers. You know, they're all they're in tech like they're they're connected big and very very well connected and all they do is talk a bunch of trash to each other and it's five of them but well the content is really good but you know that that's what a podcast is if you do it right like you don't have to have anything to talk about you just talk exactly i mean we're, here we are i mean we're like six minutes into this this conversation yeah we haven't talked about anything important we haven't talked about anything yet everything we talked about was important you know why because we said there you it. Go. so with that being said what are we talking about? I don't know, man. Let's talk about uh <clears throat> I think it's it's important to talk about what makes you drive and what makes you like move forward, right? Like what is the thing that everybody you listen to nowadays on uh motivational speakers podcasts or people that are on TV or people that are on the lecture circuit, you call it, they're always like you have to do a job that you love and when you get out of bed you don't regret going to it and i always used to think does everybody that says that you just told me this in this motivational speech do you really mean that like every day you come ahead or talk to people millions and you're going to do this podcast you're going to do these things like you are so happy that you're up and you're so happy that you're here and none of it ever bothers you so do you think that's I true? A, I don't think it's true. I think it's a, I think it is a, I think it's a dream. I think that's that, I think that perspective is reserved for those who have never done what done solely done what they love. Meaning so, what, what do you mean by that? So let's say that, uh, 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 playing, you know, playing a professional sport is your, um, is your passion and your vocation. Okay. I know a lot of friends, uh, friends of mine that, that, you know, played, played at that, at, at the highest levels who were just so ridiculously unhappy, um, doing what they love as their job. Yeah. So, so that's what I was going to get into a little bit. Right. So I was, you know, it's funny you say that my son is, uh, going to college next year. 
and forever because he plays the sport of lacrosse. It's like, oh, I'm going to go, you know, every kid says they want to be an athlete, right, and go play of course, lacrosse or football or baseball, basketball, whatever their sport is. So, like, I just want to go do that. So a couple people told my son, they were like, are you sure that's what you want to do? And he was like, oh, it'd be awesome. And they were like, do you want a life? Do you hmm. want to have fun in college? Like, and, and, and this is what they said. There's some people that they love it so much that that's all they want to do is be around it. They're like, that's sure. great. Do that. However, there's a lot of people that uh, don't realize that when you go into college and you become a Division One athlete, right, doing like you said you love. Right. You have no life, man. That's all you do. Right. So, like, when I hear these people going, you got to get up and do what you love every day, it always just makes me wonder, like, I mean, I love what I'm doing right now. I love the fact that I get to work with a team of people that uh, has veterans at top of their mind. It's who they want to help. It's who they want to make sure has opportunities. But there's frustrations, right? You can't get answers on time or this doesn't happen or, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that comes into where like you're not going to love it every day. Like the learning curve for me right now, I don't love because I am asking a ton of questions, right? Like, how do you do this? How do you do that? Got to wait for someone to give you an answer. And it, because I have to ask that frustrates me. And so I'm not like loving that. You know what I mean? So here's, here's my version of this. I feel like I learned, I learned this lesson like relatively early on. I mean, at its simplest, there's no light without the dark, right? You're not, you're never going to love somebody, something without hating something along the way. You know, there was plenty of aspects of, of playing baseball at a really high level that I couldn't stand. You know, I hated the fact that I had to go run five miles before I could, you know, practice. That doesn't help me go 90 feet. That's ridiculous, right? Just I gotta, yeah, just to go ninety feet. So when I was when I was twenty six, I sold everything I had and I moved to Costa Rica to go be a professional surfer. Um, really, I did. That's what right. I did. I surfed my whole life. I've surfed since I was three years old, and uh, I got to that point. Like I, I stopped playing baseball, started a business, exited that business, did pretty well on it, went and worked for a friend of mine for about a year, and and was just, you know, it's just obviously it wasn't what I wanted to do. And so I was like, you know what? I'm out of here. I am. I am going to go. I'm going to go ahead and move to Costa Rica. I had enough money to stay there for a couple of years. And I was, uh, I was like, I'm going to go give this a shot. Like I'm in a, I'm in, I'm in great. I was in good condition. I'll say that. Um, and I was a pretty good surfer and I was relatively well connected in the industry. So anyway, long story short, I fly down there. Um, I live in a lighthouse overlooking, you know, uh, the Pacific Ocean. And all this is going to come back. Uh, I live in this beautiful lighthouse overlooking the Pacific Ocean. I'm there. I mean, there's not a cloud in the sky for three months. And, you know, it's just this. It's paradise. It is absolute paradise. And I surfed every day, all day. I ate one. I, I ate sea urchin straight out of the ocean i mean i you know you, re you reach in the tide pools and grab a lobster like just it is it's paradise i hated it so, absolutely hated it why but why so, so so you said you did well in business right yeah all good you saved up you had enough money to live for two years roughly yeah at least yeah right around that and yeah. you're still unhappy I was the most unhappy I've ever been in my entire life. 
is that because you did the same thing every day or is it because do you, well, do you feel like you challenged yourself enough as a surfer to where you felt pushed? Cause I know you, you're a I driven did, guy. Well, I so, did feel pushed. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I got to that point where, where I, so my goal when I was there, I knew I was unhappy and I, and I, and I told myself maybe it's because I am not, I haven't achieved my goal of, of literally actually becoming a professional. I wanted to be a professional free surfer. And that just meant you just fly around the world surfing and they put you in magazines and they give you stuff and it was going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. And, and so I get, I get to that point where I'm asked to come on the team. And I realize in that moment that like, no, this is, this is not it. And so I spent a couple more weeks on the beach. I have, there's a, you know, I have a, kind of an interesting story about this psychologist who used to travel around. She would come down there for a month and she walked up to me and said, what are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> Why are you here? I see a lot of people running from the law and, 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 you know, a lot of young surfers who were just here for the week, but I don't see any, you know, professional people in their twenties or in the late twenties for that matter, who are just like bumming around. Like you're not doing this. <laughs> you're right. a bum. Why yeah, would you do that? Yeah, you have and, all of your life in front of you, Matt Tuhan. Stop being right. Well, she she <clears throat> she asked me to do something because I mean I was genuinely having like this existential crisis. You know, like I had no idea what I wanted to what I wanted to be, what I wanted to do, and and I thought I did right. And so now I'm a pirate. Now I'm freaking lost. I'm just gonna say real quick, if I could have if I could have ever felt like I was a pirate, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how free that is? I'm just saying. But unhappily free because you're always running from something. You're always running from something. Yeah. And so so what's interesting, so so this lady like kind of literally comes out of nowhere, walks up to me. I'm laying in a hammock. I'm reading this book called Pirate, oddly enough, by a guy named Jeff Bell, which is a great book. And uh, I'm reading this, and he, she walks up, and she goes, I have to know. Why are you here? And so – I, you know, we have a you know, conversation for a few minutes and she says, I'm gonna come back and talk to you tomorrow. Uh, would you mind um, uh, humoring me with something? I, I want to, I want to try something. I said, sure, whatever. Yeah. I got nothing else to do. I'll be here again tomorrow. I'll be here. And so she goes, go back, uh, go back. And I want you to make a list of everything you don't like about yourself. And I thought, all right. I my reaction was exactly yours. You know, like <laughs> it's gonna be a what? pretty short list. Okay. <laughs> she goes, do me a favor and and take it seriously and take some time oh, with. Me. Okay, never mind. Right? You didn't say because I'm thinking the same thing. I'm yeah. like, okay, right. I'm bald, right? Let's go that now. Let's go down that route. Yeah. And and she she goes, just just uh, you know, come find me when you're ready. I said, okay, cool. So it ends up taking me four days to get through this. I had three pages of stuff Jeez. by the time I was done. Right. And so I was like, okay, if I'm taking this serious, I'm going to go all in. And so this was really interesting. I, I didn't even, I like, I literally really thought about this. It was all kinds of stuff, yeah. right? I mean, all kinds of stuff. I wasn't as successful as I wanted to be, right? Nobody was ever as good looking as they want to be, you know, or, or, you know, any of that stuff. True. I didn't have a family yet, right? And this this process made me think about how 
how much I wanted a family and how much I wanted, you know, to, to have a, you know, I, I wanted that. I wanted my own team, you know? Yeah. And so I get, I get through this and, uh, I go hand it to her and I'm like, okay, that was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I really don't want to give you this right now. And she goes, Oh, that's not for you. Or that's not for me. That's for it's, you. Oh, so she turned it around on you. She made you have to go think. So now yeah. again, she goes, why now, are you on this beach? <laughs> now, you know why you're here. She goes, that's a, that's a three page list of things that you're running from. She goes, here's my advice. Start from the smallest thing. And by the time you get halfway through that, re- that list, everything up top will be taken care of. Wow. That was the most. So I spent the next year crossing off every aspect of that list. Right. And everything. So, thing- so if you don't mind, let's, let's, let's go. So what kind of things are on the list? I mean, obviously you said, I want to have a family and I'm not as successful as I want to be. You definitely obviously wanted a little bit more hair. Got it. But like, <laughs> what are, what are the things that you could nope. mark off the list within a year that you were like, oh, this isn't really that hard for me to attain. And I didn't realize it was something that was leaving a hole, right. That made me yeah. not feel as complete. So one of the, one of the most, uh, one of the biggest things, and you know, this is, you know, again, you kind of have to get a little bit vulnerable when you're, when you're going through this, the biggest thing that I I feel like the, the, the biggest thing that I remember from this list, I still have it somewhere, um, was I grew up with, with like really crooked teeth. I was always um, like super self-conscious about that. So I made, I told myself, I said, when I get home, I'm gonna go get braces. And I did. Mm-hmm. I came home and I got braces and it something was- that, and, and again, so think about this. It seems like su- such a small yeah. and immaterial thing when you're writing it, right? Like you're like, uh, yep. teeth, right? Everybody, right. you know, I think my wife is the only person I've ever met that I was like, man, you had braces when you're a kid. She's like, no, I'm like, how many people didn't like you when they were in like, <laughs> junior high <laughs> but i mean y- but yeah, yeah I, like it you know i i don't know man that's crazy so just things little like that just do you think that was more of a change the small things i can change right now so that just to see is is what she said right does it all lead to the big things on the list or it all it all led directly to the big things on the list by the time i got through Honestly, by 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 the time I got through the 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 back page of all like the nitpicky crap, by the time I got done with that, nothing up top mattered at all. Like stuff like you know, I wanted to live in a cool part of town so that so that I could be like in the action, mm-hmm. right? And and so and I was a musician at the time and and whatnot, but I still lived way out in the sticks, and I had I would have to drive into gigs or you know whatever, and I sure. always wanted to like be around that. And, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to start businesses that I wanted to start. I wanted to, um, I didn't want to do things that, that, you know, other people thought were good ideas maybe, or, or, you know, whatever. It was so many of them, man. And it was all little stuff. It was all just like, I, I wanted to, I wanted to have better style. I thought, what right? do you mean by that? Well, so so when you're in your twenties and you're single yeah, um, and you're playing gigs and what, you know, whatnot, there's always like 
you know, the, the, the cool people at the bar that you think, right. This is hundred percent. Like I realize now that people were copying my style. Right. Right. That, but that's where I was kind of going with that. Cause you're like, yeah, I'm a musician. I'm playing gigs. I wanted better right. style. So that's why I'm like, what do you mean by that? Well, I would, I, I naturally went with like the whole surfer thing. Right. So I'd show uh-huh. up in a pair of ripped jeans, no shoes, you know, guitar on my, like, but straight it was, Jimmy Buffett style. Let's do it. Dude, Jimmy Buffett. I'm playing Jimi Hendrix behind my head. Yeah. Right. And it was like, you know, from a music music part uh, position, like I was living the life that I really wanted to live. That's where I felt the most free. Surfing, same thing, right? In the face of, uh, you know, a, a 15 foot wave coming at you, you are not worried about how crooked your teeth are. I'm sorry. Oh, You're no, not. no, not at all. And so you're worried about of, how long will it take die? to get to the top if that right. thing sucks me under or am I will I know where the top is? Yeah. <laughs> is it going to kill me? Cause yeah. I know that this thing, you know, exactly. You got that like letter that. in your pocket, right? Okay. I'm just making sure this one's pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I say all that because, um, we were talking earlier about, about how people, uh, what were we talking about? How people just, do you love what you do? Is that like something that like when someone tells you that in a setting, like, truly how many people truly love what they do every day to the point where they can't wait to get there all the time. My big aha moment in this entire experience was, was learning about myself. The fact that I get my self-worth from the work I do Mm -hmm. from the process. That was an eye-opening experience for me. I enjoy doing the work. I, at least I do now, right? I didn't before because I didn't have this mindset. Where well, I, but think think about it this way. Think about this. You say then you didn't, but did you not really? I mean, I, you saved enough money for two years to go live where you wanted to go surf. You right. had enough. You sold the business. You were prepared for two years. So did you not? Maybe you've always done that, but now that we're older, you know, you see a different value and what the work is that you're doing. But back then you did it. You you're totally, you're exactly yeah, right. You put the work you're in. Exactly right. I, I realized in that moment that I do get my self-worth from the work I do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that, so the work that I do comes in a lot of different forms. That could be a work on my marriage or with my kids or, you know, what a, a business or my yard for that matter. Right. I, I, I like mowing my yard. I like it to look right. I like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, I, I green mean, I and just the right length. I mean, just, you know, and so there's uh are you, are you the neighborhood watch guy that's got the ruler in the grass going, it's about an eighth of an inch too big there, Jimmy, you better take care of that. We got a, we got an image to uphold in this neighborhood. No, but I am not allowed to do yard of the month anymore. Oh, be the I'm, judge. I'm not allowed to, to be in the competition anymore. Why? Cause I, I want it. A well, lot then of tell everybody else to up their game and give a shit and then they'll win yeah. too. That's all right. I live in a crappy neighborhood. When so? I move, when I move again, it'll be, it'll be, uh, on because I'm now you'd be on. competing with people that pay for that stuff to get it done. Right. Right. And I'm going to trounce them. Cause I used to landscape <laughs> all the model homes in that neighborhood. <laughs> uh, like I know which one Oh, they bought that. That's not going to survive. And all right. So, so what I'm getting at is that I, I found out that, that, I get my self-worth from the work that I do. And I find that that most competitive men are very similar to me in that regard. 
right? It's it's somewhat about the result. It's somewhat about the process, but it but it has more to do sort of bigger than that. And I think when you can sit there, you, you can't sit there and look at me and say, you know, you should just go do what you love and you'll be happy. Yeah. Because like I, not true. I, I, and, and that's, and that's why I asked you that question to start everything off is like, cause I don't really think that a hundred percent of that's true. Again, like take a look at where I'm at today. Uh, just like you, self-worth comes into the, in, into the values and the work that you put into everything. Like you got to work hard to be successful, right? That's just for sure a belief. That's what I, I grew up believing not necessarily what I grew up seeing, right? But that's what I believed, yeah. and I would see that when I joined the military and got into the into the Navy. If you work hard, you're going to be successful. So they would tell you all the time: work hard, and it's going to come. It's almost yeah. like uh, take care of these small things on the list, mm -hmm. and your dreams and the big part of the list are going to just happen, right? And so you used to be like, oh, okay, whatever. So you go through, and sure enough, man, work hard, and it comes to you. So then coming full circle to that is again the opportunity i have here with the team we work with we're not even started does that i know that makes sense but we're not even started really like we're in the infancy of of what we're trying to do yeah we're in a build phase and our build phase i feel like results wise is what a lot of people that have dreams of having a team that's their level of this is success and to us were like i i think i made the comment the other day i was like man i really feel like things are moving really slow and people are like are you crazy yeah like boom yeah, boom yeah. like all this stuff and i'm like well i just have nothing to compare it to right yeah and again sometimes that's, sometimes that's a really good thing too by the oh way. yeah like i told i i tell her like I, you want me to call people whatever it is i'll go do it um yeah. It's probably better that you don't know. You don't know what the averages of what people tell you are going to happen because that's almost always bullshit. It's almost yeah. always not true. It's almost always not what the real number is. It's almost always what the the coolest guy in the room wants you to know that he's awesome, right? But never attained. And so going through these, it's man, just be genuine. And and that's why I'm here. So I'm glad that I'm here. Be genuine. So Help I, people I heard, move forward. I heard, I heard a saying the other day that that I like, and it applies here. And it was that competition is most often a comparison that we place on ourselves. That means nothing. And so we get we get all this stress from it. Yeah. No. Well. So. But does that always come and, and it always comes from it comes from where you wouldn't expect it to come from too. That's the part that 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 I don't think a lot of people realize is there's a ton of people that say they're your friends, right? I'm your mm -hmm. friend, we're gonna go get it, we're gonna get there. And uh again If you're gonna tell me they're not my friends, I'm gonna be really upset. No, 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 no. But off of top, <laughs> they are your friends. But at the end of the day, if your friends or your colleagues or people that you've worked with, or let's say you've built this thing with them, you've, how many businesses have you been in? It was great to start. But then when you start to take off, right, mm -hmm. that's when everybody else comes in to look and they go, oh, well, 
I got to be just as good as him. How can I get in there? And then that's where all that craziness starts that you were just yeah. talking about where this person's going to come in and try and, you know, they take credit for ideas or they, whatever. And so again, I'm going to, I'm probably going to say this three or four times talking today. That's why I'm here. Yeah. I don't, I don't see that. I've not met one person and I've had many conversations since working here that in any normal situation, somebody would have been as the leader, the boss, just a, a coworker that's more experienced than you would have been like, oh, well, let me show you how to do this. Like, it's okay. I'll do it. And then it goes away. Here, like, I, I feel a part of a group that all has the same goal going forward. And so I just don't see you know, that happening where we're at, but I see it happening all the time. Like, especially in the industry that we work in, can't somebody do something really good by themselves? Everybody wants to jump in on it, right? Like, come on, mm -hmm. we can work together, but you don't have to, like, everybody wants the credit, but they don't want to do the work, I guess. That's where I'm getting Everybody wants to, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that's an, that's an epidemic, you know, everywhere, right? And so a lot of people, I feel like, I feel like a lot of people don't understand how to, um, for one, how to take action on, on an idea. And I've, and I've certainly been guilty of this in, in the past as well, where, especially if you, if you work for somebody, so I had a long conversation with my dad last night about this in particular. And I feel like, I feel like I'm kind of onto something, but I can't really feel it. I can't, I can't quite tell where it's going, but I'll, I'll throw it out there to you. The idea is that I think that there is a different, I think that there is sort of a, a, a middle ground between entrepreneurship and just being a, an employee. And for the first time in history, I think we've got a, an opportunity to build a sort of subculture of entrepreneurs within companies. The biggest friction point there is that anybody that's going to come up with an idea, uh, there's a risk of it getting stolen or, you know, this, that, and the other. Yep. Um, the, uh, especially within a company, if there was a comp model or, or some sort of compensation structure where, where an employee could, could realize some upside because of an idea that they brought to a company yeah. and be, and be sort of paid out like a salesperson along, uh, in, in regard to the execution of that particular product that they want to create. Mm-hmm. I think you. Uh, I think what you would see in is is an explosion in sort of quasi entrepreneurship within companies. So my dad, my dad owns a company, and it's a pretty good size. I mean, it's a small business. So it's like forty. They, they got like forty employees. But they do, you know, uh, seven figures in revenue. You know, so it's it's a good deal. So I called him last night. And I said, Hey, what do you think about this idea? You know, what do you think about the idea of of sending sending a message to your employees saying, I don't care who you are. You've got an idea and a pathway to, to launch it. There's some upside for you there. You can be a part of that initiative. You could put, not only can you realize financial success from it, but it's going to lift the entire company. So the salespeople are going to benefit from it. The, 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 uh, the warehouse guys are going to benefit from it. Everybody's going to benefit from this. So the, the, the company will ultimately be healthier if everyone is working toward, toward whatever, you know, ideas. And so effectively you are, you are treating a company like they're an investor in a micro product. Mm -hmm. well, I love that idea. 
I do too, but I think I think the biggest thing that you <clears throat> you run into there is like you said, one is the fact that it could get stolen, right? I mean, at the end of the day, probably some of the greatest inventions in the world were never realized and shown to everyone by the person that thought of it. I mean, right I, now that's one part of it, but the other yeah. part of that comes into this. Like, so just think about this and, 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 and in retrospect, I, I do see that there's a, there's a huge opportunity for that huge for, for yeah. me to take someone that works with me. And if they got this massive idea that they're like, I think this is going to be great. And then we, we, we champion that idea. We give some groundwork to it, give some incentive for them to, to, to work on it. Uh, but then you're, you, there's just so many people in this world, Matt, that are like, well, then that person might be more popular than me. It's my company, but now they know him. And because they know him, now they're not associating me. What they're not ever thinking about is everyone still knows your company. There's too many people, I think, in the world right now that everybody wants the, they want the vision on them, right? So I want yeah. you to see me. It's, it's mine. I did it. It's it's whatever. And so if there's somebody in there that brings that out, now it's not them, right? They're not in the spotlight. But then there's also so many people now that struggle to get their own ideas off the ground because there is nobody that's willing to do what you just said. It's a mix. I think, I think it takes the right kind of person to do it though. You know, someone who is, is, you know, is not motivated by the self-attention, someone who's not motivated to be the, the face of everything, right? People that aren't motivated by that, that lead teams by, I don't know how you'd say it, collaboration and and togetherness, right? Like everybody's a part of it. Everybody makes the decision. If you're a collaborative team, that would work. Um, but again, it just, it takes the right person to do it. I think there's a huge opportunity for that though, because I mean, think about it right now. I mean, like, what do we like? what what we talk all the time like what do we talk about just different things all over the place and it sometimes it never goes anywhere but there's some times where they're great ideas right and it's it's great ideas that if we brought it up to somebody i think the i think the draw there as well is you know as as an employee or someone in the company like this is a million dollar idea right million dollar idea but i don't want to tell anybody because they're going to steal it they're going to tell me it's not good or they're going to tell me it's not good. And like six months later, I'm going to see it. And then I'm going to be like, what happened? There's, I'm, I think there's just that fear of just being messed over. You know what I mean? Like I can't tell you what I think or what I would like to do because if you're going to take the idea, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like people are afraid to tell you what they think also because I'm not the boss. Like this guy made a lot of money because he's really smart, it. and now I'm going to go tell him my idea. You know, a lot of there's a lot of you're stuff going that's in and out. Like I can't. Though, right? I can. Looks like you're offline here. Success yeah. reconnected. And, I see you. And your name. I kind of see you. It's kind of, ch- yeah. I 
Is it my internet connection or is it yours? Uh, it looks like it's mine. Give me a sec. Let me uh, let me take care of this do a problem. Speed test real quick. I'm gonna handle this right now. I think. <laughs> no, I think it's yours. All right, what about now? What about now? You there? Yeah. Now I got you. Yeah, just put on the uh, extender. That's what they make cell phones for. The extender? So I got like the hotspot on my phone. Oh, perfect. So I have that extension of my internet because, you know, the weather is bad today. It's, it's raining and... You know, yeah. I feel like I live in Florida. It rains every day for like five minutes and it gets hot as you know what. Yeah, you'll be there soon enough, though. Oh, I can't wait to go to Florida. It's going to be a good time. We used to live there for five years and uh, we're going back to see friends. So going to go to the beach, going to go hang out. We're going to go just my kids are going to see kids they grew up with. It's going to be a good time, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, to get back to what you're saying, like, I mean, I. You know, there's always going to be the risk of somebody stealing the idea or stealing, you know, stealing something or, you know, or you're not good enough or, or, or whatever. And you always have that. Mm-hmm. So my my no matter what you're doing. Right. My whole point with um, with the idea of like providing opportunity and a pathway to entrepreneurship, even even while you're under the protection of an uh, of an employer, I think is a really, really interesting idea that could be ex- explored and and leveraged by a lot of smart employers. Um, Oh, for sure. I mean, well, think about it this way. Take away the entrepreneurship part of it, right? uh Like workers becoming entrepreneurs in the business, taking care of that. We already do that kind of though in society, do we not? No, 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 no. Not us, but society. Doctors, they got to do something. They got to go work for a doctor to become a good doctor. And a lot of your best doctors don't really learn how to research, you know what I mean? Like that or psychologists or no, that's a good point. construction yeah. trades. Like I need to go work for this guy, but you know, architects, the, the big designers, we do it. But I think because those are specialized trades, right? That you're getting trained under. I think that if people looked at what you just said in the same mind frame, like I'm going to help this person grow to be what they want to be. I think it would be different instead of looking at it as a competition to take something away from me. If you leave looking at it as a contribution and that person helping someone grow, you know, like a mentorship kind of deal. Well said. I think so too. And, and so I think, I think that a lot, of, so I got a buddy of mine, I got a buddy of mine that owned the second through the 13th McDonald's franchises in Mexico. The second through the 13th. Right. He didn't get the first one. He Damn got the it. second one. He got the first one in Mexico City, though. Oh, there and you he go. had he had to uh, he won a competition of forty thousand people, millionaires, right? Because you had to have a million dollars in net worth at least. Uh, he won that competition in order to to buy the first uh, the second McDonald's franchise. Anyway, I, I whatever. Long story. That's that dude's cool and very very wealthy now uh, because of this whole experience, but one of this, this idea of like internal entrepreneurship, I've had this idea for a long time that I would love to go give to a McDonald's employee that worked in one of his places 
because he would wrap his arms around this individual, even if it's a fry cook that mm-hmm. came to him. He would, if one of those guys came to him and said, you know, it, it, I won't say his name, you know, boss came to him and said, hey, boss, I have an idea and this is what it looks like and this is how it works and whatever. He would wrap his arms around that person. He's an extremely good business person. Yeah. Good, good businessman. He would he would grab them and say, let's go. I am going to mentor you just like what you just said. Yeah. So here's the question though. Where did he come from? Like, how did he get his, how did he get his rise? Was it, was it luck? Was it working from the bottom getting up? Cause I think no. that if you have entrepreneurs that started from nothing and built everything, they'd be more willing to help people like that. But then you've got, you know, other types of people that, I don't know. I mean, there's people that have worked harder than others to get where they're at. You know, yeah. I mean, that's just the way it goes. It's been like that forever. Look at, you know, being royal blood, like way back in the day, like you didn't have to work to be awesome. You right. just were because you were born. <laughs> well, now yeah. it's kind of the same way, right? But I think someone that's had to go from the ground up is more willing to do that because they know the struggle, right? And yeah, maybe there's guy. maybe there's a completely different idea there where you take something like that and you create a whole system through it, right? Maybe even like even like colleges, right? If I'm going to be a doctor, I got to go do an internship, right? I'm yeah. going to work for free and pay for student loans for you to show me how to take blood pressure or whatever, right? Yeah. But what if there was the same kind of box that you could people pit people into that could apply for something to do the same thing, right? And then you could match those people to the industry they're trying to go into so they could walk in the door, they could learn and grow. So instead of trying to find the employees within your company to do it, it could be another process by which, and here's the other part of that. And you could do it across all sectors because you know what we don't have enough of? People that are willing to take that chance. But the other part of that is we don't have enough engineers and, 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 you know, carpentry and, the stuff that is like you oh, have to use time. your hands and like industrial things. Like we don't have a lot of that anymore because everything is so easily um, automated. Like what if you had people trying to get into that right now? Like what is the barrier to, you know, cause some of these things, there's a huge barrier because you have to know someone to know someone. What I if mean, you had it like that? Like, yeah, right. I mean, so I, I think, I think that if you step back and think, think critically about, about this whole thing there's 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 so much interesting positions that i'm I'm not saying that 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 what i'm coming up with i feel like is the right way and that's what i was kind of trying to allude to in the beginning like i'm not sure where this is going but i think it's i think it's you know i think it's pretty interesting i mean it's worth Um, exploring because i mean so i just you, you can go soapbox for a minute on this too right not every kid is going to be a social media millionaire. Not every kid is just going to be able to throw a video out there and instantly be famous, right? There's going to be a lot of people that are going to have to work hard to get there. And just because technology is here with us now, eventually you're going to have to develop more in order to develop more. You have to have people that know how to do that kind of stuff. And there's always going to be a need for people to do all kinds of things. And if, if there's no pathway to show people they can succeed in something other than an instant click on a phone or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. right now, that's what everybody sees. If I can do this video and make people laugh, then I'm, I've made it right. Mm-hmm. But we don't do the same thing for what you're saying. Like you have ideas, you work hard, right? We don't, 
I, I don't see where they advertise that. I think that it has to get to a point where you can do both. I mean, at some point. I I I think, you know, along along these lines, I, I think that there could be a market for employees that is solely based off of entrepreneurial ideas, mm-hmm. like pitches, elevator yeah. pitches. Right. And so instead of it being a resume, it I mean, your resume would probably be attached to this, but at the end of the day, if you're willing to pitch an idea where where the company is going to take you under their wing and say, you know what, we're not going to invest in your idea, but we're going to give you a job. And then we're going to take a piece of that action together as, as a, as a, right, right, right. No, I mean, I agree. That's good. Right. Because I mean, yes. Again, it's the mentorship. I think, I think it all boils down into there, the mentorship of what that person can get and who's willing to give it to them makes that whole idea work. Now, how that frames out, Who knows? Could be a mess. But we already have the framework of that in society. And in well, military is a a big example of that. Mentorship is huge. Like you have to have a mentor within the job field that you're in so that you can grow and excel and they want you to get promoted. But how is what what does it take to do that? So they partner you with somebody that's ultra experienced. And then you have the young person coming up that's learning from that person. These are the mistakes that I've made. These are the things that went wrong. Now, granted, they both do the same exact job, but this is kind yeah. of the same way. Like I want to do this and this person's like, I've tried all this before. I've made a lot of mistakes. I just, now I'm good, but let me help you get through that. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Go and ahead. Go ahead and give it a shot. Yeah. Grab me the bolt stretchers on the way over there. Yeah. Take the chance. <laughs> Jump. There's a net down there. I think. I think. But. Yeah. You're waiting to see if the person's going to take the chance, right? I mean, that's, man, that's what, you know, that's what I hope there's more of, you know, it's, and again, right. This gets back into me sitting on a beach in Costa Rica and I came back. What's funny about that is I came back to the same job I was at before, but I walked in and you just gets to taking a risk, right? I I had told them before I left, they asked me before I left, they said, uh, what's it going to get to take, uh, what's it going to take to get you to stay? And it's like a week before my plane lifts off. I was like, you know what, guys, look, you're going to have to buy me a truck that I own, right? Not one that, you know, you're not just going to pay my note. You're going to buy me one. Yeah. And you're going to have to double my salary. Double. And I was already paid pretty well. And they said, you're out of your mind. And I said, I know I'm out of my mind. I'm leaving the company, right? And I'm That's not going to another I job. I take off in a week. <laughs> exactly. And so I landed. I landed. I wasn't home three hours. And I got a call from my former boss that said, I heard you're back. I said, how in the world did you hear that I'm back? He goes, well, I saw you drive. Uh, uh, so one of your neighbors saw you drive back into the neighborhood. We're all from my boss lived in the same neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he said, we saw you coming back in the neighborhood. So we got around. And he goes, um, is that offer still on the table? And I said, the, the one from before I left? And he said, yeah. I said, I, I mean, I need a job. Yeah. He goes, I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> Truck double done. Um, now here's, but here's the thing. Is that a story of you're crazy? Yes. We're not going to do that. And then you leave and they're like, shit, we should have really done that. Like now that he's gone, right? Is it one of those things you don't know what you got until you're gone? Or was that one of those things where you were like, let me just see if I can get this. <laughs> and then 
you were like, oh my God, it actually worked. You know what I mean? Well, so, so yeah. So you, are you asking if I was throwing it out there to, as, as sort yeah. of taking advantage because I could? No, we're well, not no, taking advantage because you could, but you were like, you know, I wonder if they would give me a truck and dope. Let's just see if I asked. Or were you like, I know I'm worth that. That's yeah. what I want to be. And then when you leave, they go, he was really worth that. We need to see, like, like, does anybody know what beach he's on? Like, yeah. send him a bottle. Well, so I made a case for it. That that was the other the other thing. He in our in that initial conversation prior to me leaving, um, he said, "Why in the world would I pay you that? That's completely out of control." And I said, "No, it's not even close to out of control." And I said, "Here's why. I had brought I had numbers. I had you know everything I needed to back it up." And I said, "I have increased your your uh, profitability in the region that I run by X. I have." you know, doubled the size of it, you know, and truthfully what I did was we, me and, and, and another guy, we doubled the size of the company. And then by making a few small tweaks, we just optimized and optimized and optimized and optimized. We basically doubled again, the profitability. So I knew that I knew what our sunk costs were. And so then that directly trickled down to what my value really was. And so that's the that's the lens that I looked at that. Yeah. So you knew. That's what I mean. Like you knew really what you should be getting, right? Because you were right. Me, I would have been like, I do need a new car. (laughs) Barely made it to work today. Let's just see if they'll get me one. Like I probably would. But so that that's the difference, right? Like I don't know. That gets in. That gets into start starting businesses at a young age and having having some experience. Like you know, there's a lot more there's a lot more value that comes from, from trying than there is from, from any of the success or failure or whatever label that you want to put on it. It doesn't matter. Right. You get in there and you take a swing, you're going to learn from it. Yeah. So do you you think, so did you get that mind to take the chance and be an entrepreneur? Has your dad always owned his own businesses? Has he always been somebody that worked for himself, took a chance on himself, built it on his own? So that's yeah, something so, that you saw growing up that you're like, Hey, I want to do that. Like that's the way to be. Or yeah, it was always, it was always like attainable. There was nothing that was not attainable. Yeah. You truly right, could now, do anything that you wanted to do as long as you put your mind to it. Right. And so my mom being a seamstress and, and we talked about that earlier, but my yeah. mom, my mom was a seamstress when my parents split up, she, she didn't go get a job. She started, you know, she started her business back up and she's not a, my mom's not a, um, she's an, she, you could call her an introvert, right? So a lot of people think that entrepreneurs are, are uh, extroverts and, no. and what. They she just have just, the ideas up here. They don't always make it out there. Right. Yeah. You know, my dad always says, my dad always says, uh, entrepreneurs are people that see, um, see a problem where other people don't. Yeah, for see sure. A solution no, that's true. People don't. That's so true. What my, my mom's what my mom was always so good at, so good at, and she beat this into me as a kid. We're not going to go buy you anything until you try to make it first. And so I got this like hardcore, my wife hates it, this hardcore, like, I'm going to try to do it myself first because I'm going to learn from that. And I'm going to find out that sometimes I can, I can actually do it myself. That coupled with the fact that my dad was just, you know, out there just willy nilly starting businesses and taking like big swings, you know, and sometimes I watched him go from, from nothing 
to millionaire to nothing back to nothing back to millionaire over and over again and and so watching him not be afraid to take those risks was i mean it was right there right i just so so that kind of sounds like you have one that's like evil knievel Right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I don't care. Like if I break a bone and I do, but I'm going to jump this bike and it's going to be yeah. awesome. There's going to be flames and everyone's going to go, that guy's going to kill himself. <laughs> then you have the other guy that's like, okay, guys, have we checked the plans? Did you pack the suitcase? Did you get the first aid kit? So you kind of had a mix of both, but you were able yeah. to kind of ride that middle line and go, maybe this time I should take the chance. And maybe so that might, I, I would imagine that helps you in your risk factor of what you're going to do is like, okay, that one's a little too much risk. I don't think I want to do that. I've seen that before. And then the other one's like, I think I could, I could handle it. But that was, I mean, you know, honestly, that was probably my last, my last venture uh, was exactly that. I look at, I look back at it now and I'm like, man, I was an idiot. Why did I even take, (laughs) why did I take that swing? Cause the ones before that were so much more calculated. I just, you know, I kind of fell in love with the idea or whatnot. I, I was telling somebody the other day, I said, you know, I've probably got one more. I want to take one more big swing at something, but I want to do it in a way where I can take a really big swing. And I don't want you know, I'm tired of bootstrapping my own businesses and stuff like that, where I might have 10, 20, 50 grand, you know, in cash. And that's what I'm starting a business on. Yeah. And you're not going to, I mean, you're not going to change an industry with $50,000 in your pocket. Yeah, I don't know. Depends on the industry. The odds are against you. Absolutely. You know, so, so if you, if you, if you learn more, in my case, right, I want to learn more about venture, venture backed uh, projects. I want to learn about seed round financing, A round, B round, C, you know, all of that stuff, right? Where do you find these people? How do you do, you know, what's the correct business structure to issue, to issue stock? Uh, At what stage should I do that? Um, how does dilution work, right? All of those things so that, so that when time, when the time comes for me to, to, to take one of these ideas that I have, that's well thought out, that I've got a minimum viable product for, I can immediately go raise money and that money I can, I, I already know what I'm going to do with the money versus years ago where I'd say, I got an idea, I've got an asset or, or I've got a, you know, a position in a marketplace where I think this will work. I think this will work. (laughs) So you're saying you want your next big swing to be a calculated big swing, one that you feel like it's going to really work and be like, all right, go ahead and lob that pitch in here. I'm about to hit that thing out of the park. Let's do this. If we're doing it, let's go. All right. You know, yeah, it's exactly right. And so I feel, I feel like with our company, what we're doing, what you and I are doing, right? We are, we are in my mind, I'm practicing. No, for sure. But we're all taking really, really big swings. And we are taking I, big swings. <laughs> and I mean that because, <clears throat> number one, we're bringing people onto a team solely because of their background. Because they understand what it is that we're trying to work with. They understand um, the type of people that we're trying to work with. And they also understand sometimes the struggle and what it means to get out of that, right? Mm-hmm. What we don't know is, can this person work the computer? Are they going to be like, how are they, you know, like we, we don't know the the variables that come into the job we're giving them. But what we do know is that they will relate 
And if you can relate to the people you're working with, I've seen that our team feels like we can train you to use the tools, but we cannot train you to relate to the people. It's just the way it is. So what we've done is what we've done is we we have we have identified a framework. We've applied that framework to reduce mm-hmm. the noise. And that well, and that's where the training comes in because we yep. we have not I have not seen one time where someone's asked me to go, okay, I'm X person. I'm looking for this and I got this. Go ahead and talk to me about it. I haven't had to do that. But you know what I have had to do? Well, this is what this looks like and this is what this system is and this is where you got to go. I've been taught how to do the the groundwork, but nobody's asked about the relationship building. That's what I mean by that. We're taking the big swing hoping that you're what we see in you is what we get right? What we Mm -hmm. see is what we get. I'm going to talk to people. I'm not afraid to do it. I'll make a hundred phone calls a day if I have to. I don't care. I'm just, I'm here for the mission. I want to help, you know, the whole nine. Yeah. And we're going to back everything up through making sure that you are the most trained that you can be to be successful. Right. Yeah. I think that that approach is the best approach I've ever seen. And I've never seen it done this way because most times you have to prove that you can do the job before they're training to do the job. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So like I got to come, I got to come take this interview and you got to run me through all these situations of um, like, if this happens, what do you do? And if that happens, what happens? Like they want to know that you know already. Right. Yeah. But the reality is, <laughs> I think I gave you a good answer. Maybe like, so the room's on fire. We don't know if there's kids in there. Uh, we'll just leave. Because if we don't know now and we don't know then, doesn't matter. But now we're like, I'm going to open the door and look, right? You know, like I need to make sure that everybody gets out of there. And so they're like, oh, so that's what we're looking for. Someone that is going to look at the big picture. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they take that and then they we're getting trained to that. But what we're not, and that's what I mean. It's just a little different in how we've done it because nothing has been emphasized on the relationship building part of it. Right. And I think that's because the, the, the structure of the team above where you and I are at, we just have a group of people that are really good at understanding and reading like how people can do that. Right. And knowing that, you know, it's easy to tell if someone's genuine or not, but not always. And so I think we've done really well at piecing together what we have and it just, Oh man, like, the mountain's not even big enough. Does that make sense? Like, we're going yes, way over that thing. I to give to give some more insight into into how we developed that process. <clears throat> um, what we decided to do was was obviously have a, a multi step you know interviewing process. Pretty simple, right there. That's pretty standard across the yeah. board, right? A lot of people do that. Uh we obviously, and then we do the standardized testing, you know, the Wonder Lake test and all, all of that fun stuff. Dude, I'm between Jameis Winston. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get your score? And Rohan Davy. That's who I'm between. Did you get your score? No, I don't. I don't know what I got. Uh, I was told I wasn't an idiot, so I think oh, I think we did thank, good there. Thank goodness, I'm not the one that's going to tell you. Whatever. Uh, hey, look, <laughs> I got the job. You got the job. Yeah, the uh but what we wanted was 
we, we <clears throat> again like this gets back to the framework thing and i talk to those guys a lot about this like let's let's apply some specific very specific parameters around what it is that we're looking for that are fact-based things stuff we can measure right and then after that let's go after that we go um after that we go off of intuition and gut which sounds stupid it's not right? it sounds ridiculous but i don't think enough emphasis is placed off of i, I don't either i mean look look at how many people today will get a job because they are the person on paper right you do the interviews with these people i mean i've been there i've been there retiring right as as a military member in the running to do an interview for a job give the resume do the tests had to go to the company stand in front of their board of directors and give a presentation on how i would do the job if i was working there do the right. whole nine you killed it best one we've seen you didn't get the job <laughs> the person they hired no longer works there you know what i mean like it's yeah. you took this person because maybe paper wise it that that's what i hate about right now and what you're saying about the intuition not to cut you off but i mean like i hate that too because a piece of paper is not going to tell you who i am so I'll t i will tell you the, the biggest differentiating factor that 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 we look at is once you've met once you've met this sort of basic bar how much do we like you like as a person mm -hmm. we want to hang out with you yep. it's the it's it's the 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 beer test like that's the that's the you? surfer mentality right there I, you know what sometimes life is simpler than it needs to. it sure is a lot of people think it is no i, I agree with that because especially when you get into that stressful situation yeah we're gonna get there it's gonna happen and it's gonna happen to the point where like oh my god this isn't going very good well there's a lot of fallout from that we're gonna build loyalty we're gonna build camaraderie we're gonna build a real team yep. we're gonna build a team that wants to help each other we're going to build in, in, in what we're seeing play out is exactly that, especially the, the more we talk, the more we keep everybody, you know, in conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just going forward, the, the, the biggest part of that is uh, encouraging everybody to talk into that manner. Right. Because here's here's the reality. It, no matter what you do, there's a pocket to everything. Right. And no matter no matter how you try to build it, like one thing we do well is we do communicate, right? And we, 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 we have the different ways to talk. One thing I think we can do better is getting everybody on board with that. Agreed. Yeah. You know, like from the top down and it's not a, uh, and you know what it isn't, it's not on board for you to buy into the system. It's getting everybody on board just to be like, Hey man, how you doing today? Everything good? Mm -hmm. Is there anything I can help you with? Like, I don't know shit. But I can turn the computer on so I can help you, right? And right. and it's getting what you just said, like a little more emphasis on th that team family building and we're to the race. Everything yeah. else is there, right? Like everything is there. And and we're working on that and slowly it's coming. Like you, I'm just telling, I don't know about, I don't know much about much. I don't know anything about anything. But when I look at the picture of the future, dude, we're going to have to like 
bunker locked doors to keep people from trying to bust into just working with us, right? Like we're building something that far too many people are going to want to be a part of. We, I mean, we've already got, we've already got people in, inside of our company that, that, you know, have expressed interest in coming over and, you know, changing teams, so to speak. First question. <laughs> <laughs> what and, kind of and, beer do you drink? Right. <laughs> and we're, and we're telling them we're, ba- I mean, we're telling them, no, you know, sorry guys. Like, you know, if you quit and you come back, we can have this conversation. We can go through this process, but we have a very yeah. specific process yeah. that we go through and we're not going to, you know, we're not going to cheat on our own company. And oh, for it. sure. But you know, that's the biggest part. You know, from what we're doing though, eventually even all those people that want to be a part of the party and join the parade are still going to benefit from it because I think what we're, what we're doing right now, you know, nobody really leads with anything except the bottom line when it comes to business. Right. Yep. So people lead with what they're going to make in profit, what they're going to make in money and how they're going to feed their family and blah, 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 all that stuff. Right. Like I got to make money for the shareholders. I got to make money in order to do this thing. And and it's got to be profitable for me to do it. Right. Back to your point of like, why do people not take, people working for them to do entrepreneurial ideas, maybe because it's the cost it's going to take for them to try out the idea. They just don't want to lose that money. Well, the difference in us, I think is everything we've done is to lead with that. Just lead with education, right? Like help somebody. I don't know. Just my experience of being in the Navy for so many years. If I just reach out to help you just because I want to help you, always comes back it always comes back i totally agree I'm, with that. I'm, I'm not gonna win every time and that person may get a better opportunity than me that i helped right yeah but as a person if i'm not willing to understand and accept the fact that if i help you and you wind up getting like talk civilian terms now you get the promotion over me and, and i've helped you like learn how to do whatever if I can't accept the fact that they may happen, then I probably shouldn't even offer the help, right? Like don't do it for anything in return. And that's what I love about working here is we really don't expect anything in return. Mm-hmm. Nothing. All we want to hear at the end of the day is I'm so glad I know how to use my VA benefits to buy a home now. I'm so mm-hmm. glad that um, I talked to someone that told me there's a chance. Like that's all we want to hear. Like, it doesn't have to be tied to anything other than that. I mean, that's all going to take care of itself at the end of the day, but that's why I like working here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of, uh, of the guys here. The, I've never been oh, surrounded. And, and by don't them. worry. Like in the future, everybody gets to meet all these people. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to let, we're going to let you know who they all are. We're going to talk to everybody like you and I talk today and say, Hey, what, what, what makes you tick? What makes you drive? Like, What's important to you, you know, like had no idea that Matt Duhon wanted to be a pro surfer. Yeah. I would have never known that if we wouldn't have done this. But at the same time, too, you, it's it's just great to talk to people. Even though we're over the computer, it's still good to talk, use your voice. I'm not – you would probably look at me like 500 times and be like, what word was he trying to spell? Like in that text message or that email, it's great to talk. Whether it's over video or in person, it's always good to talk. I love to talk. I don't like to. Yeah, I agree. 
but I like to talk face to face. I don't like to talk on the telephone as much. You know what I mean? Like I like to be able to see the person and, and do the reactions and stuff like that. And that's, well, that's what, I mean, if you look at the pandemic, that's what good came out of it is all these platforms now where you can do something like this allows you to see these people and talk to them in real time before. When would we have done this before? I'd never, we wouldn't have done it. Cause there's never going to be time that you're going to get two people in the same place at the same time that are like, yeah, I got a whole bunch of time because in our situation, not only are we trying to build something and, and, and go forward, like we have other people to answer to just like everybody else in the world. Not everybody can afford to just go, oh, I'm just going to do a podcast. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, to, I mean, to get back to our team, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that I, that I love about, about our little pocket of, of mutual Omaha, we've got, um, we're like, we're like a little special operation. Like we got to do whatever we want. And because everyone on the team works so hard and because there's so much trust, mm -hmm. like no one cares if you go off on vacation or if you're not answering the phone for three hours, yeah, play, but you know, go play golf. That no trust, that trust to do what you want also comes in the fact that people know just at the end of the day, the team that we've built, the quality of individuals that we have with the values and backgrounds that they've brought with them from serving in the military or having spouses that were in the military, you're not going to take a chance to mess up something for the people above you because we've never done that, right? Mm -hmm. That that core competency of you know integrity, honor, courage, all the commitment, all that stuff is there. They just know like it doesn't matter where they're at. It doesn't matter what they're doing. They're working. I can guarantee you that they're working. So that's, you know, you can't find that in many places. Tons of places they're going to be like, uh, I know I told you that you could work from anywhere, but our anywhere is this office or your house. You can be anywhere in there. But right. I, I can't, you know what I mean? And so it's just the trust that they give into you, you know, that, that we respect and, you know, we're not going to go off of. It's going to be a good time. That's for sure. Just wait. Well, dude, we're going to have to do another one of these. We're an hour and 10 minutes in. Sure. And uh, I need to go handle some business. So you got to go take a dump? Good job, dude. <laughs> Get it in. Get it in. <laughs> All good. Look, man, I had a I had a good time for sure. Yeah, I did too. Man, this uh, is good. I needed this. I, I and, we, and you and I both, we've got a lot more stories to unpack. <sighs> It's like good. we're gonna. There's gonna. There might be a handful. This might be like a five-hour series. It could be. It could be a five-part series. It could be a ten-part series. But what I do know is, I just got to keep going, man. Like at the end of the day, there's a lot of stuff that people can take from stories, but stories also spin off other things that you can talk about, right? Like, just wait. Mark Cuban's gonna call you when we get off here. Going, hey, man, that box idea you talked about. I'd love to mentor somebody. You want to take a big swing, and you're gonna go. Babe. See you guys. <laughs> babe, babe. Mark Cuban just asked if I wanted to take a swing. And she's going to be like, uh uh. Swing at what? Yeah. I don't know, but he's got a lot of money. Bro. Let's go take that swing. It's going to be like, no. You're Season tickets to the Mavs. <laughs> you're staying at Mutual of Omaha until, until we, yeah. Really? For right now. For right you now. Know, we're, yeah, we're buying a house. Dude, again, right? This gets back into it. We're buying a house. You know what? You know what the problem with starting a bunch of businesses is? You ain't got no way to show that you're going to make no that money. Way to show, 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a habit, bro. That is a habit that is hard to your, break. Your resume says, I am a conversation starter and an idea generator. That's all you need to know. I'm the guy that loves going from zero to one. How much did you make doing that last year? I got a pretty good idea. I could generate you some stuff. <laughs> there was uh, there was a couple of years. I tell you what, I will say this. I it's the, to speak to that. I think the biggest the the worst thing that ever happened to me is I had success really early. Really, really? you think so? Yeah, I do. I do. You know what? That's a that's very interesting. You know what that would turn into? Another an hour. So I oh this yeah. yeah. Oh my god. It's well said, sir. Yeah. So we'll, I mean, we can jump in it again. We'll, we'll come up another day in time. I mean, there's probably going to be a couple in between. Uh, a lot of people are going to be surprised, but we're going to, I need to know your availability. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got, you got one under your belt, man. Yeah, it was good, man. I had a good time. Um, Same here. I got another one for like the 27th or 28th with another guy that I know uh, and an inspector. He was in the Navy. Just started his own inspection company. He was also a recruiter. I actually went to the recruiter, like the career recruiter academy with that cat in like 2004. Like we went to the same school. Crazy. It's going to be a good time. Hey, man, you you should try out like all these podcasting platforms. They all have uh, free tiers to try them out. Mm -hmm. So you can get like one, two, three podcasts or whatever under your belt. You should try out a couple of them and see what you like. Okay. I tried out Riverside and Zencaster. I didn't like Riverside and I needed to I needed to go like that day. So I went with Zencaster. But I think there's a couple other ones that, that maybe Yeah, we can take a look. Yeah. So just to let you know. All right. I'm out of here, dude. Yeah, man. Have a good one. I'll see you.